If there's one thing that we have all learned in 2020, it's that there are some advantages and disadvantages to having an online business. I have to say that the perks definitely outweigh all of the bad stuff, and I wanted to particularly talk about one of the perks that I never expected, and that is connecting with other amazing entrepreneurs. Like I have met so many people in this online business journey that I would have never crossed paths with in in any other capacity in my life. And I will be forever grateful for the people who have not only helped me this year grow and scale and do so many other really cool things, but the people that have impacted me throughout my entire journey. So today in particular, I am so excited to share with you a friend who I have just come to fall in love with in the last 12 months, and I've learned so much about her, all the amazing things that she's done, and especially in 2020, she is the financial superhero guru that none of us knew we all needed desperately. So let's get right to it. Welcome to The Profit Podcast, where we teach entrepreneurs how to start, launch, and market their podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Profit, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today, because if you've been trying to figure out the world of podcasting, think of this show as the time-saving shortcut you've been looking for. So let's get right to it, shall we? Okay, so I didn't actually say who was going to be on the show today, right? Like I just alluded to the fact that we're going to have a financial guru, superhero, knows all the things that we didn't even know we needed to know during a global crisis and global pandemic, but Jamie Troll put on her superhero cape and came to the rescue. So I'm incredibly honored to have on the show today Jamie Troll, who is a CPA, financial literacy coach, and an online course creator who helps business owners and self-employed individuals take control of their business finances so that they can make and keep more money. I... I'm just blown away by how incredible of a year Jamie has had in the middle of a pandemic. And it's because she knows how to show up and listen to her audience and actually give them the things that they need. And what do I mean by this? Okay, like let's look at everything that's happened in 2020 as far as the markets go and with the pandemic, businesses having to shut down, people just having to pivot in so many different ways. Jamie has shown up, and we're going to talk about that in the conversation today, but I want to really hone in on how she listened to her audience and turned around and said, how can I help them in ways that no one else is showing up? And to me, in particular, as an online business owner, the thing that I most appreciate about Jamie is her honesty and how she approaches tough conversations because let's be honest like nothing about 2020 like it's just been one long strewn out awkward conversation that's really what it feels like and she's taken these big concepts of stimulus packages and 
things that she'll get into that I still don't even 100% know what all of the financial stuff means, like as far as the government stimulus packages and everything. But she breaks them down into a way that we can understand as business owners. So I'm not going to tease any more of the conversation. I'm so excited for you to listen to my conversation with Jamie Troll. All right, Profit Podcast listeners, I am so excited for today's guest. So welcome to the show, Jamie. Thanks so much for having me, Crystal. I'm excited to be here. Yes. Oh my gosh. So Jamie and I, we were just chatting away before I was like, wait, hang on, hang on. We can't talk about any of this (laughs) stuff. Like we have to save it all for the podcast. So before we dive into all the goodness that we're going to talk about today, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do and how you kind of just appeared, emerged in this online journey? Because you're a freaking rock star, sister. I just (laughs) want to throw that out there. You're making me blush. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm Jamie Troll. Uh, I am, and I hate leading with this, so I probably shouldn't, but I am a CPA, uh, but not that kind of CPA. And I uh, I teach women, typically women, but usually uh, it'll. I'm open to anybody, but uh, typically my audience is women who are wanting to learn more about their business finances. So whether they have a side hustle or a small business or they're self-employed and they want to learn about managing their money or taxes or bookkeeping, um, I dabble a little bit in that. So I just kind of help them sort of have a holistic approach to understanding all about things that impact uh, their business finances and how to manage them better and how to pay themselves more because who doesn't want to do that? (laughs) Yes, that's awesome. So how long have you been in business for yourself? Because I know you are in the corporate world for a pretty big corporation. So let's let's talk a little bit about that. Like what was that transition like working in corporate to what you're doing today? Yeah, it was a little bit of a transition. So yeah, I worked at the majority of my career was with Coca-Cola Enterprises, which is the bottling company for Coca-Cola, which you've probably heard of. Um, and so obviously Fortune 500 company, it was very different from an atmosphere. Um, but it was one of those things. I actually really liked my job. I didn't hate corporate. I just, there were times that I worked a lot after two multi-billion dollar mergers. And one of them, I was eight months pregnant with my second child, uh, while working 90 hours a week. And I just said, you know, I got to, I got to find something that's going to work better for me where I can use the thing, the talents that I have and the things that I know to help people because I always had this draw towards um, small business. Honestly, I mean, I think I just had a heart for small business. I knew a lot of friends that were self-employed or small business owners, and uh, there just wasn't that same set of knowledge about finances, right? I mean, that's not, most people don't start their business and they're like, Hey, I'm going to dive into learning all I can about finances. That's not usually the reason that we start it. That's something that comes up later that we're like, Oh shoot. Like I have to, I have to know this stuff. You start your business because you're excited about something and you're passionate about it. And you want to, you know, you want to change the world and you want to make impact. And then you're hit with all of this other stuff that comes with being a business owner and that's what I was passionate about helping people through because a lot of times, um, not not just women, but a lot of times women specifically do have that feeling of like shame or fear around their finances um, that can really drive you know their their actions toward it, and they can they can uh, you know run away from that. And so I wanted to present it in a way that it was not intimidating, in a way that was encouraging, in a way that was empowering. 
that made people realize, you know what, I can't understand this. It's not so hard, actually. And this can actually really change my business and my life if I get a handle on this. No, this is so good. And I, actually, while you're sitting there saying that, like the way that you explain it, which I know y'all can't see Jamie, but her <laughs> and I, like we're looking at each other on video and I feel like I'm watching one of your lives. So Jamie <laughs> does these fantastic lives in her Facebook group. And I love how you combine this. You don't talk to people like they're stupid, which I have found some people in the financial industry may do, but you talk to them with an understanding attitude, but you're also very firm in why you teach the way that you do, especially when it comes to profit and revenue. I remember uh, I've seen several of your lives where you're like, guys, it's not all about the revenue. It's like you can make so much money, but at the end of the day, if your expenses are even more then you're not taking home any profit. So where does that come from? Like, cause I, I can't imagine, you know, that was the way that everything was done in your corporate life. So was there a transition for you to really understand who you wanted to speak to when you first started your online business? 100%. So I think like most people or like a lot of people who start their own business, I didn't start an online business. I didn't even seek to start an online business. I looked for, okay, I want to get out of this corporate career. Like what's the door to get out of here that actually has me feeling like I'm living out a purpose and that I'm helping people. And for me, because I knew so many people that were business owners and that needed help, I started more, I, I started doing more virtual CFO work where I would go into a small business and help them kind of gain control of their finances. And in that process, Going into these businesses and, you know, seeing where the pain points were and seeing what, you know, processes were missing and, 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 you know, what, what they were overlooking, right. And how these businesses were really running themselves. And it wasn't financially, um, that really got me thinking like, there is, there is this need here for this. And sometimes it's for not for people who can necessarily afford to have to bring on a virtual CFO like me to come fix their business. Right. So I think that's where the passion came from, where I just saw it when I worked kind of more service wise. And I just knew that there was a need and I heard so many stories. And what you said really resonates, Crystal, because um, a lot of people do teach this stuff or not even teach this stuff. A lot of people talk about this stuff very dryly, first of all, and very condescendingly. Not everyone, Mm -hmm. but I had this, so many people told me their CPA or, you know, their accountant or, or whatever didn't explain this stuff to them or would explain it in a way that, you know, they just kind of like did that nod and smile where you're like, okay, but I have no idea what you're talking about. And I don't feel like I can ask that question. And so that's where um, it's sort of what I realized that need existed and that people didn't feel like they had an outlet for it. Right. I, uh, I felt like I had to create that. And that's when I created my Facebook group, which was sort of that safe space. Like I wanted to create a safe space for people to come and ask whatever question and nobody's going to judge the question right. you're going to ask or how beginner level or anything like that was the point. The point was for you to come and ask those questions and feel like you could get, answers and help from other people who were also trying to learn. So that was really the impetus behind the shift that went from service to teaching, which I never knew I would like, but it's honestly my favorite thing. Like I absolutely love 
the feeling of getting to teach something, somebody, somebody, something new and empowering them. And like just the transformation and the the confidence shift you see in people when you get to kind of teach them how to do things that, that they thought they couldn't do. Right. For sure. For sure. And I love, um, like you said, you, you feel empowered and you just, I, I think that it's something about the intersection of teaching someone, but also knowing that like this information that you're teaching them can change their life. I mean, it could change generations of their family if they can get a handle on how to handle their finances and productively grow a business in whatever way that that looks like. Because I know that you don't just support online business owners, right? Mm -hmm. Like you kind of talk to anybody that's a small business. Yep. Yep. So that we have various different, so it's, it's all the way from like people just starting a side hustle to people who are fully self-employed um, to people who have like small businesses with employees. We kind of support differently, but in all of those different stages and believe it or not, I mean, I've talked to so many business owners that are like, I've been in business 10 years. I should know this, but I don't. And that those people. So we attract a lot of those people too, who are like, I feel like I can't ask this because I've had a business for 10 years, but yeah. you know, I have questions and I, those are my favorite because the fact that those people are finally coming out and asking those questions means I'm creating the space that they need, right? means that I'm helping them to finally feel like they can, you know, move forward and don't have to live in that shame. Right. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. And I'm sitting here, like you're talking about, you know, your community and the people there. And I am just thinking, so I'm giving myself a pat on the back because I was part of Jamie's Facebook group back when it was like, she was like, okay, we're, we're trying to get to our first like 3000 people. And now like, what is your latest count on your Facebook group? Because it, we're, we're going to talk about why it exploded here in a second, <laughs> but how many people do you have in your Facebook group now? So yeah, you're one of my OGs. So let's see, I have, uh, we're, I think we are over 28,000 now. Um, and I just started, it's been around for a little over a year, about 13 months that, that, that I've had that. So you can grow them fast. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. But, but let's talk about that. So yeah. obviously we are living in the year of COVID and, you know, the craziness that is 2020. And so tell me what happened when, you know, you're in, you're in your business. It's January 1st, 2020. You have no idea what is in store no for this year. I'll picture so, where we were on January 1st and what we knew about this year. <laughs> I'm just like, I feel like the, cause I'll see pictures, you know, I'll see things pop up on my phone. It's like, you know, this happened in the last six months and it was uh, our spring break trip before anything happened. And I'm looking, I'm like, that feels like that was five years ago. I don't even recognize these people anymore. It was the spring break that lasted six months. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So tell me what happened. Like, cause, cause you, maybe you had a totally different idea goal for your business. Maybe you even had different people that you wanted to serve, but yeah. how did that shift happen for you? And tell, talk to us about opportunity in the time of COVID. Yeah. So so flipping back to January, I had just, I had launched my first like signature course. And so that's what I was heads down doing. And then we had just wrapped that up because it's like a six week course. So we had just wrapped that up and, um, and COVID started to happen and my kids were home. And at that point I made, I, I kind of made the decision like, okay, 
I'm not going to launch anything again soon, right? I'm just going to do some house cleaning. I'm going to redo my website and I'm going to do some, some, you know, projects. And I literally had actually ordered all this like stuff to rearrange my house. Cause I'm like, that's what we're going to do. Cause that's, you know, that feels right for this quarantine time frame. And then like, little did I know. So then, <laughs> so then I'm kind of sitting in this like, you know, kind of quiet space from a work perspective and they start issuing all like the CARES Act and all of the new um, stimulus stuff that was coming out. And all of a sudden, my group, which had at the time, we, we had hit about five or 6,000, I think, by, before this happened. Um, and all of a sudden, the people in there kind of pivoted what they were asking, right? So nobody wanted to know about how to make more profit because nobody was making any revenue. So that wasn't right. even a conversation. They were all shutting their businesses down because they had to. And there was this need for something different. And so they were just asking like, hey, have you seen like this new loan that's coming out? What do you know about it? And so the weekend after the CARES Act came out, I sat down and read 880 pages of it. And I'm, I just said, I don't, I know nothing about this, but neither does anyone else. I would look on the internet to see, you know, what I could find. There was, there was nothing useful because nobody <laughs> knew what was in it. So I sat down and I read it. And then I just started showing up live. And at the time I, I did like four lives a week for a while where I was just jumping in and trying to help and take questions and interpret what was happening because things were moving like minute by minute. So I just kind of leaned in. That's really all it was where I just said, okay, um, this is the need, my ICA's need today. If I kept teaching on the same stuff I was teaching before COVID, none of this would have happened. And in fact, I probably would have yeah. had the least engaged Facebook group out there because for sure. nobody needed that. <laughs> That's not what they were looking for. So, you know, I, I, and I, we were talking before this too, Crystal, like I think the, the main thing there is just making sure that when you're making content, you know, um, especially in times of significant change, like I'm all for batching and all of that, but you also got to know when you got to preempt that batch work and you got to stop those auto posts and you got to just go with where you're, you know, being, being directed and listen to the voice of your ideal audience. And when they tell you this is what they want, give them what they want. And all of a the sudden, they will show up in, in droves if you do that. And that was like the big lesson that I learned from all of this is, hey, if you can just help, and not everybody has the same opportunity to, to do what I did. I understand that. But, but I do think everybody has the opportunity to be nimble and to pivot when the needs of their ideal audience pivots. And that will bring so many more people to you if you continue to, you know, kind of keep your, your hand on the pulse, you know, of what's going on in your community and what they need. For sure. Oh my gosh. Well, what comes to mind when you're saying that is, you know, you had this idea, right? We had, we, everybody had their ideas. Everybody had their 2020 vision board and basically set it on fire. <laughs> we're like, I don't even know. I don't even know what's going to happen anymore. But then you see this opportunity and it's almost like you came to a crossroads where you, mm -hmm. like you said, I could continue with the content that I had planned, whether you had batch stuff or prepared it months in advance. Or you could move forward with what people are constantly asking you for. So mm -hmm. I want to talk about the mindset piece behind this, because I think this is really important for podcasters that are just getting started and maybe they started creating content, but then their audience is actually asking them for something else. Mm -hmm. What does it take to show up 
still with confidence, even like you said, like no one else knew what the CARES Act was or, you know, all the things like the fine print detail. And here you are, you're reading 800 pages of a document and you're like, uh, did they, I remember watching you live one time and you're like, I don't even think they know how small businesses are run because none of this makes sense. So how do you show up confident that you are serving your people in that time of a pivot? Yeah. I mean, I think the big thing is not feeling like you have to have all the answers, right? Like I think sometimes we think like, well, I can't teach on that topic because I don't know, you know, I have not memorized all 880 pages. And if somebody right. asks me a question, I can't necessarily answer because I do a lot of Q and A's in my, my lives too, which are always, always interesting. Cause you just never know how they're going to go and what people are going to ask. And so I think when you just commit, like, I'm just going to do my best, I'm going to learn what I can but I'm also going to do my best. And when you don't know, admit you don't know, right? Or um, or I always would kind of caveat, like, look, this is my interpretation as it stands right now, right? <laughs> it yes. might change tomorrow. Uh, but, you know, just kind of giving grace to yourself, I think is really important when you're trying to teach other people. Because I think sometimes we just feel like we have to know all the things. And I think that's one of the things that even stops people from doing an online business or teaching at all is because, they're like, I don't know every in and out about the thing that I want to talk about. And therefore I shouldn't talk about it at all. And the truth of the matter is, if you can help in any way, if you, if you have something that you can help and you know, and other people don't necessarily, or you know, it, you know, you have an obligation to share that with people and to help people through that. You don't have to know all the things. No one expects you to know all the things, <laughs> right? Like, For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that you you just gave everybody listening a gift that you don't have to, like if you pick a podcast topic, like you don't have to know everything under the sun. You yeah. just have to know a little bit more than your audience. And for you, especially Jamie, I, I think that your superpower was just knowing which resources to trust? Because I heard you several times saying, you know, people are posting articles or these things that were either, you know, just something way out of left field or some, it's like clickbait for people. And you were like, guys, just look at this, like go to these sites, go to mm -hmm. these resources, because I'm a CPA. Like you definitely have that behind you where you could say, these are my trusted resources. So how has that really played out for you? Like the the CPA credibility behind you and your experience, do you think that that really helped you kind of navigate this journey and having a little bit more, I guess, expertise in all the things that were so uncertain? I mean, it's just been a total dumpster fire watching, <laughs> watching all the financial stuff happening, but you've handled it like a champ and you're just like, guys, this, this is the latest thing. Go find it here. Yeah. I think it's funny because I never, so when, when people ask me what I do, I typically don't lead with CPA. And the reason I don't lead with it is because when I do, usually I start getting a million different tax questions and I don't oh, do yeah. taxes. So that's not my jam. I never have. I was in corporate finance, which I didn't even hardly touch taxes. So, uh, so I don't lead with CPA because of that, because people think like, oh, CPA means she has memorized the entire tax code and can yeah. tell me what the answer is to this. But in this process, I did. So I used to kind of lead more with financial literacy coach or profit strategist because I identify with both of those more. Um, but in the midst of this, I knew and I started to see that people 
in this, they felt more comfortable and they felt like there was more credibility, the fact that I had the designation. Mind you, none of this was taught on the CPA <laughs> exam. Yes. So it's not like that really um, was anything to like hang your hat on. It was really more, okay, I have, I, I can... I have a little bit of a background in somewhat understanding some of this, but not really. I'm not usually reading legislation and, you know, for what this is saying. That's not normally, you know, in my purview. So that was an interesting shift to kind of start qualifying more like, yes, I'm a CPA, but then you do start to see more of the questions on all the things coming up when you start. Yes. So, but it's so good. I think that it's such a great lesson for everybody to hear though, is like, even though you didn't know all of these things, because no one knew like what it was like to operate a business in a shutdown of a pandemic, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like no one had the answers, but here you are anyway, you just had the confidence to show up for your people and say, look, guys, this is the best knowledge that I have right now in this moment that I'm sitting here live with you and I'm sharing that with you. And so how do you think that your audience has really responded? Like, why are why do you think your group has grown so quickly? What do you think that the underlying factor is there? So I think the interesting thing here is there just wasn't, there wasn't enough resources. To your point, there was a lot of bad resources out there, but it was tough. People were trying to find a place that they could go that could make sense of something that didn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense, to be honest. And so I think because kind of my brand is I explain things in a way that makes sense, even things that are complicated to help people through, I think that resonated. And so I saw people, I mean, a lot of people were inviting or what would happen is usually they would be, somebody um, would be talking about it in maybe another group. Like I have, I had a whole horde one day of pet sitters join my group. And it's because somebody was asking questions about these loans and what they could get. And like multiple people said, oh my gosh, you have to go over and join this page and, you know, get this information because she's explaining it and she's, you know, um, she's answering questions and she's all, all over it. And I did, like, I went for a period of time where I definitely over-delivered. It's, I, I normally don't answer every single question in my group. For about three months, I did, which I will admit took a little bit of a toll personally. That was hard. And I did have to eventually kind of put up those guardrails to take a step back and say, okay, I can't. That was fine when we had a smaller group. Now with so many people, I cannot put that on my own shoulders to answer every single person personally. But at that point, I had trained so many people who had been there for a while that they knew the answer. So they would be sharing my YouTube videos or copying a response I gave to somewhere else and responding to people. So it kind of became uh, this community that could help each other off of like the foundation that I had laid to kind of get everybody on the same level playing field and have one place. Cause I hate, I, I tell you the other reason that I started my group uh, was because I can't stand um, all the misinformation that flies around the internet. It, it drives me crazy. And especially in the world of finances, tax deductions, like people, there's so much hearsay out there. Um, that heck, if you're not that I think you should turn to Facebook for your financial advice, but a lot of people do anyway, let's be honest, they do. Um, at least I'm going to give them a place there where they can go and get the actual correct answers to their questions. And so that was really the guiding thing for me was like, okay, I've got to cut through all this hearsay and misinformation and give people one place to come to find the answer. And when they're confused 
they, they know where they can go. And so I heard that so many times um, throughout this process that people were just like, I knew, I, I knew like anytime something new would come out, their first stop was over in my Facebook group to see what I had to say about it. And that like, that's what I really wanted. I wanted to be that source for them um, to really lean into. Often people were like, I asked my CPA, I asked my accountant and they had no idea because <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of accountants didn't want to touch this with a 10 foot pole. Uh, right. Because it, it was such a, I mean, it's a full time job to keep up with, but uh, I don't, I don't, ha- I didn't have anything else that I was doing. So yeah, <laughs> sure. because I had an online business, I could, I could pivot and just, you know, work with them and help answer people's questions. So it was just the reception was crazy. People were at one point like trying to get my Venmo to like send me money. I started getting, I just got a pound cake in the mail the other day. Like I, it's so <laughs> bizarre. Because people feel like they need to give back something because I re- I won't take money for any of this. Um, people can buy my courses, but I won't take any money for for anything that I'm doing related to COVID. And so, yeah, I'm just getting like random, I get random things mailed to me. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I like feel like a real pancake. Right? Like <laughs> I feel like you've arrived. I mean, if right. you get a random pound cake in the mail, I think that I you've mean, arrived, Jamie. <laughs> I think that's the definition of arriving is all I have to say. Of course, unfortunately, that pound cake came the same week that I'm doing like a, like a shake cleanse, but that's okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, great. I got to chuck this in the freezer until later. <laughs> exactly. That's where it is. Oh my gosh. Well, I want to go back and hit on something really important that you said, because I know that my podcasters can use the strategy that you just said. So you were talking about in your Facebook group, people were asking the same questions over and over mm-hmm. again. So tell me what it felt like from going to, okay, I have to answer all of them to being able to say, oh, here's the link to my YouTube channel or here, here's a Facebook live where I answered all those questions. Tell me about your mindset and what that feels like to already have that content out there. That is what allowed me when things weren't changing every single day, the fact that I had content that I had created that could stand on its own and answer those questions was what freed me from having yeah. to feel like I had to be, you know, in there all the time answering people directly because I had already made, you know, all this shareable content that people could use. And I had FAQs and blog posts that people could share and I yes. had YouTube videos. So um, I really, and I, and then I would just do posts that were just, just, you know, the most commonly asked questions start here. And so it's still, you know, when you get new people join, you'd still get some of those same questions. But like I said, we'd have other people who were chiming in and, you know, helping and directing to those resources that they found helpful. So I didn't actually even have a YouTube channel until April. And I've got like 12,000 subscribers on YouTube at this point, which is also crazy. Um, all just, you know, from all of all of this stuff that's been going on, because it was heavily searched, and there just wasn't enough information about it. So yeah, I just uh, creating that and having it be something that's searchable, and not just disappear right in time, because I think that's what it feels like sometimes is that you make this content, and you put your heart and soul in it. And then, you know, then on to the next week, because we're making weekly yeah. content, if you can have it to where you can repurpose that content. You can you can share that content later. You can make it more evergreen, right? In nature, then that's that's the dream, right? Because then you know you don't. It's it's very freeing. That's how it's felt yeah. for me. 
Oh my gosh. Well, that's what I really wanted to share that because that's how it felt for myself. And whenever you said that about being able to just like, you take a URL and you put it like, yep, here's the answer. And you don't have to worry about typing away or like, you know, having this canned response. You're like, I don't want to sound like a robot and I really do want to help people, but it was getting a little overwhelming, but still being able to lead them to one of your own resources that you know mm-hmm. is factual, it's true, and it will help them. But literally grabbing URL and chunking it in there, like, yep, go check this out. I just, yep. I love that you said that because I think that that's so great. I think that our podcasters can do that as well. And that's just such a great lesson to learn from you. But mm-hmm. Jamie, I want to switch gears for a second because I want to talk about some rapid fire questions that I have. And then we're going to wrap up with some of the ways that people can connect with you and join this Facebook group that we've been talking about because it's so (laughs) awesome. It is still hopping, you guys. Like it's not Mm -hmm. like, oh, it was really cool. You know, when everything first started, there are still questions in there all the time. Mm -hmm. And I see it being something I mean, it's my, one of my go-to resources. I go in there and I'll do go to the search function box and I type in my question. Yeah. And usually there's something in there related to it. So, <laughs> but are you up for some rapid fire questions? Let's go. Okay. So normally I would ask, what advice would you give to a brand new podcaster? But because we are focusing so much on finances and our business, what advice would you give to someone who is starting a brand new online business for the first time? Yeah. So I think that a lot of times people uh, don't handle the finances up front. They, that's kind of something that comes later and they don't set up what their plan is, right? So, so with podcasting or anything else, You should, the very first thing you should do is have a business plan, which includes information about finances. It doesn't have to be 700 pages long, but you should have like, and that will also talk about your marketing plan. And it'll talk about who your ideal client is. And it'll talk about a lot of important things that you need to have, but you also should have a plan for, okay, what's my budget? Do I, how much money do I have that I can put in here? How quickly do I want to try and monetize this? How do I want to try to monetize this, right? like a, a specific plan. Cause I think sometimes we just go into it without any real direction or plan. And then you look up six months, a year later and you're like, man, I just put a lot of work into it, but what did I get from that? Right. And so if you don't have a plan that you can kind of benchmark against and see like, how am I doing? You know, how are things going? It can get really difficult to know if you're successful or not. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So have a plan, have a plan mm-hmm. and have all the, the sub tabs underneath that plan. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I heard it like marketing and like, yeah, all the finances stuff. Cause I think that that's so important. Very smart. So um, here's another question that we're going to pivot a little bit just for you, because I know you don't currently have a podcast. I say currently, cause I want everybody to have a podcast one day, but we're working on it. It's in the work. I was going to say, Oh, I, yes, I told I you that yet. I love to hear that. It's in the idea phase, but yeah. Yes, I love to hear that for (laughs) sure. Okay, so let's assume we are in the year 2021. Doesn't everybody dream about being in the year 2021? Oh my goodness. But if you had a dream podcast guest, who would it be? Ooh, that's a really good question. Oh man, there's so many people. I'm, I'm now going through the Rolodex in my head of like, do I want to talk to celebrities? I mean, probably like who's, who's top podcast guest is not Oprah. Like, I feel like that's like the right. top, um, <laughs> right. <laughs> and we're dreamers. That's a dream. Like, like I'm going to go cares? straight up there. I mean, maybe not 2021, <laughs> like 
maybe 2022. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Okay. And then uh, my second part of that question is what is the dream podcast that you would love to be on? Oh goodness. Um, well, one of my favorites I actually get to be on. So I'm on uh, Online Marketing Made Easy with Amy Porterfield, who we're both in that community. So that's amazing. I would love to do Jenna Kutcher's. I would, I think that would be like a really fun podcast to do because I really resonate a lot with her and, you know, her mission as well. So that's on the list for sure. Oh, those are good ones. Those are good ones. Mm -hmm. Okay. And my last question is, do you consider yourself a perfectionist? Yes, 100%. Although I, I actually would qualify that. I think I'm a recovering perfectionist. Yes. <laughs> so I am, I want everything to be perfect, but I've learned that action is more important than perfection. And so it was, I did not get very far when my, when my objective was perfection. Once my objective was just to move the ball closer and closer to where I was going that is actually when I saw traction in my business for the first time. So I think we we tend to, I'm like, an, I'm an overanalyzer 100%. I, I mean, I will, I can sit and analyze a decision for, you know, as long as, <laughs> as you can imagine. Uh, but I've kind of had to force myself and teach myself like, look, that, that doesn't serve. Like, right, the incremental value of you sitting on a decision for a really long time is not going to serve you. And if like, just talking to your podcast, um, you know, your, your listeners, Crystal, like there are probably people who are in this audience who have been thought, thinking about like starting a podcast for like two years. Just, yeah. just do it. <laughs> I'll tell you because it, it, it's, it seems intimidating, but sometimes we can get like almost, it's like almost, it's almost procrastinating with feeling like we have to get all of our ducks in a row when really the best thing that you can do is, is just take a step, like just take a step, get closer to your objective and you're going to be glad you did. Oh, that's such great advice. And I feel like you were talking to someone like someone needed to hear that message today. So I hope that whoever is listening mm -hmm. and they were like, oh, dang, Jamie, calling <laughs> me out. I hope that you do take action. And I hope that yeah. you get that podcast started because as I hope that the overall message that you learned today was show up for your people and deliver them what they're asking for and just be fluid, like be flexible. Don't be so set in your ways that you can't pivot to the best thing that you can do to serve your audience. So mm -hmm. Jamie, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much. So can you share with everyone the name of your Facebook group and where they can learn more about you? Totally. So the name of my Facebook group is Financial Literacy for Women Business Owners. Uh, we do take men as well. It is a mostly yes. women community, but we are inclusive. So we do include everybody. And uh, you can find me at balancedcfo.com is my website. And go follow me, Jamie Troll on Instagram, uh, Jamie Troll on YouTube. I'm all over the place. <laughs> Yes. And we're going to link to all of the places where you can hang out with Jamie. But if you are an online business owner or you're thinking about it, please go join her Facebook group. And when, when are you often doing your Facebook lives? Is it still Wednesdays at like yep. 10 a.m. Every single, every single Wednesday, 10 a.m. Central. And then right now I'm doing extra ones just for the stimulus Q and A's on Fridays at 1 30 PM. So I'm usually there twice a week. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Jamie. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Crystal. Oh, don't you just love Jamie? Like I just was immediately drawn to her 
whenever I was first introduced to everything that she teaches, I started regularly watching her Facebook Lives in her financial literacy group. And I remember like I would turn it on because it was 10 a.m. Central and I was usually on Wednesdays is when she does a lot of these. I'm usually getting out of the shower from working out and I would be like, oh, Jamie's on live. So I would turn it on while I'm getting ready. And most of the time I would get distracted and hop in there and just be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for sharing this because she takes these concepts that we all need to apply to our business, but most of us do stick our head in the sand and be like, ah, yeah, I'll deal with that later. Or I'll look at, you know, my expenses later. Um, it's not that bad. We still have money in the bank. But I love the idea that Jamie is helping online business owners flip everything on its head and really focus on the profit, the profit that you can generate with your online business, not just the revenue, but really focusing on the money that you can take home and bring home. And oh, I just, I love this conversation with her so much. So please go follow Jamie online, go join her free Facebook group, go check out the programs that she has because the girl knows her stuff. And she has taught me so much. I cannot wait to see where this journey takes her because she's just on a rocket ship to the moon. And I just love following her journey so much. So that's all we have for you today. Go check out the show notes for this episode, crystalprofit.com slash episode 194. You can see all the links that we mentioned in today's episode. Make sure you go follow Jamie and tell her, be like, hey, I found you because I listened to the Profit Podcast and it was awesome. And you and Crystal are both amazing. I'm just kidding. You don't have to say that. But you can if you want because we're pretty good, right? Like we're pretty funny. We try, you know, we're just, we're silly. And we've actually had conversations back and forth where we're just like, oh my gosh, like this, this is life. Like this is, uh, you know, our online business. It's so crazy. And we both love it so much. And we appreciate, oh my gosh, you have no idea how much we appreciate everyone that supports us on this journey because we cannot do it alone. We have to surround ourselves by other people who are focused on the same things and who are willing to do the hard work. Because let me tell you, Jamie makes it look easy, but man, she is a hard worker and she wants you to have the financial literacy that will help you take your business to the next level. But okay, I could just go on forever and ever. I got to wrap it up. So again, go check out the show notes, crystalprofit.com slash episode 194. And if you have not already, make sure you subscribe to the show. Wherever you're listening, take a screenshot and tag me and Jamie. We want to know what you thought about today's episode. Tell us what your number one takeaway was from today's interview. And remember, keep it up. We all have to start somewhere somewhere. 